Thank you for checking out this episode of Wiregrass Daily News Sports. You can find the podcast over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review, and I will read it on a future edition of the show. And if you just leave four stars, you are just a straight-up hater. You can follow me on social media over at pjordansec. You can email me at sportstalkfieldjordan at gmail.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report on Wiregrass Daily News Sports. I'm your host, Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer of Dutton Ones Football on 96.9, The Legend. The regular season of high school football has now come to an end. It's been a fantastic 11 weeks, and now we know who all the playoff teams are going to be, and the second season starts this week as we go into the playoff. So we're going to go through all the brackets, let you guys know who is playing who in the Wiregrass. We'll go over some stuff from 6A. I know we don't have a 6A team here in the Wiregrass area. We'll look at the bracket there, too, as well. And uh, AISA, they got their playoffs started this past week. So what we're going to do to start things off, too, we're going to start things off going over the non-region games that happen over the weekend, uh, Thursday and Friday. So I just felt like it'd be easier to go about it that way. You'll also hear from Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert. I will play the Dothan Wolves post-game show here on this episode as well as we recap the Dothan Wolves game this past Thursday. But as I said, we are going to jump into the non-region matchups first. And let's jump to the ones on Thursday night. Uh, Rehoboth defeated GWL Long 47-3 to to go to 6-4 and four on the year. Rehoboth will not be going to the playoffs. They finished fifth in 5A Region 2. GWL Long falls to 7-3 and three on the year. This was Toby Green's first year there back at Rehoboth. Uh, Braden Hardy had 140 yards and two touchdowns in the game, and Terrell Townsend had 125 yards and three touchdowns for Rehoboth. Slocum defeated Geneva, Geneva County 24-14 to end their season at 2-8. and eight. Geneva County is 0-10 on the year. It was their first winless season since 2002. For Geneva County, Brendan Hall had 122 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, for Slocum, Cade Burge quarterback had 139 yards through the air on 11-21 passing and one touchdown. He also rushed for 85 yards in the game. Hayes Hatton had 115 yards and two touchdowns on the ground for Slocum as well. Halen defeated Cottonwood and ended their undefeated season by beating them 42-26. to Halen improves to 8-2 on the year, and Cottonwood is 8-1. The game was tied at 26 after the third quarter. Quarterback Jackson Williams for Halen had 212 yards and three touchdowns on the ground, and he threw for 155 yards through the air. King Campbell running back for Cottonwood had 107 yards and three touchdowns. On Friday night, Wicksburg defeated Daveville in overtime, 28-22. to Very fun matchup here. Uh, Wicksburg, they are a 5-5 team. They are in the postseason. And Daveville ends their year at 4-4. Four four. Quarterback Mason Burkhart had a 7-yard touchdown run to win the game for Wicksburg. He had 201 yards and four touchdowns on the ground. And as I said, they improved the 5-5. Five five. Then in another non-region game, in this game, had implications with Dothan. Had Carroll won this game, I'm going to tell you all about. It would have potentially 
put Dothan in or help Dothan get to the number two spot or could create a coin toss. Just different scenarios with tiebreakers and everything with 7A Region 2, which we'll get into in just a few moments when we get to the Dothan Wolves and their matchup from Thursday night. Uh, but St. James defeated Carroll 49-48 in overtime to go to 8-2. and two. Carroll is 4-6. Carroll is a playoff team, though, in 5A Region 2. For St. James, K.J. Jackson scored on a two-point convert to win. He is an Arkansas commit. For Carroll, Peyton Plott had 345 yards and four touchdowns, and Lakeith Person had 165 yards and three touchdowns in the game. Eufaula defeated Early County 27-24 to to go to 7-3 on the year. Browning Anderson had a big game with 374 yards and three touchdowns off 23 of 39 passing. This was also a game that involved 7A Region 2. This was a team that Enterprise had beat, so had Early County upset Eufaula. That also could have helped Dothan jump up to the two spot. Sampson defeated Red Level 54-32 to go to 3-7 on the year. Brody Mixon had 273 yards and six touchdowns in the game. Patala Charter out of Georgia. Sorry if I mispronounced that school's name. They defeated Barber County 54-8. Barber County falls to 1-9 on the year. Of course, this year they snapped that long losing streak they had had. Pike Little Arts, they defeated Calhoun 43-218 to go to 3-6. On the year to close that out, they are playing independent, so they are not in a classific- uh, they are classification. They're in a- Alabama High School Athletic Association, but they are not in, you know, their classification yet, their region, all that stuff. But that will be coming in the future. Now let's look at seven A Region Two. So we're going to jump back in to Thursday night with all of that. Dothan defeated Jag fifty-seven to twelve to go to eight and two on the year. Six and two in region play and for Jag. They dropped to 0 and 10 and 0 and 8. So their season is over. Dothan jumped up pretty quickly in this one. Gabe Smith had a fumble recovery that went 22 yards for a touchdown. And then after getting the ball back, Jalen Corbett caught a 65 yard touchdown pass from Sam Broadway off a little play fake, uh, fake to the running back. And then Corbett got behind the defense. And Dothan was up 14 to 0 at that time with 719 left in the first quarter. And it was all Dothan in this game here. The defense did force four three and outs in the game. It was 42 to nothing with 129 left until halftime. Other players that scored in the game, you had A.J. Alexander with a touchdown, Tamari Peterson with a touchdown, Jaden Barnes had one, Cameron Lee Wright, he had one. In the second half, Ezekiel Scott had a sack, fumble, then touchdown. He scored there. And then Strelathan Meadows had an 18-yard touchdown late. Like I said, Dothan won this game. 57 to 12 on Thursday night. It was senior night. They had 10 minute quarters there in the second half and also uh, running clock as well. So that's kind of like the overall summary of that game. Here is what Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert, the voices of the Dothan Wolves, had to say about the game in the Dothan Wolves postgame show. It's Dothan High School Wolves football on your home for great country legends. 96.9 The Legend. Time now for the Dothan Wolves postgame show. Back to the stadium for the postgame wrap-up with Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert on 96.9 The Legend. Dothan wins tonight 57-12 to with a second-half running clock. We did see a lot of players get into the game second half and really in the second quarter, Ken. We saw a lot of 
uh, upcoming wood players that uh, really practiced real hard. A lot of them on the scout team got to see a lot of playing time on the field tonight, getting ready for uh, next week playoff. Again, we won't know until uh, this time, maybe tomorrow night, where we may end up. But right now, looking at scores that we can kind of highlight already tonight, looks like we're going to Mobile next week. Yeah, it seems to be that way uh, as the, some of the out of region games are taking place. So, and that's okay. You're going to have a you're going to have a tough road either way, and. You know, the two out of the three chances that we had, uh, we were going to end up going to Mobile, look like anyway. So that's okay. Uh, you just go and prepare for whoever you're going to play. Tonight, you saw a lot of these young guys able to get in. Eight different players with rushing uh, attempts tonight, another four uh, receiving. So we see some of the young talent that uh, this sophomore class that we've heard about for the longest time. We saw a lot of these freshmen that coach pulled up tonight, able to get in the game tonight. Uh, and so that's always good to see. Jerry, I can't help but uh, think you know this uh, this Jags team. Uh, they they finished the year winless, and uh, you know we celebrated senior night here tonight. But some of these seniors for this Jag team, uh, this was their last opportunity to play football, and I think it hit a few of them here on the field. That's something that had not occurred to me, and so you know it's just a it, it was just a tough year for these guys, and, and numbers were not in their favor, and. But certainly, uh, good sportsmanship here tonight. They're going to travel back to Montgomery, and uh, Dothan gets to one more extra week to play, and then we'll see what happens there. But uh, a great year for Dothan Wolves regular season, and now on to the playoffs. That's tradition of Coach Kennedy and the Wolves. All the players go out in front of the band. They listen to the alma mater. Thank them for the student section. Now they're meeting uh, kind of around the 20. They've done uh, done a quick jumping jacks. Uh, Coach uh, Kennedy now kind of giving me instructions about what tomorrow is going to look like and uh, whether or not they have tomorrow off. We do know for sure they'll be coming in somewhere Sunday <laughs> and getting ready for uh, next week's uh, first round of the playoffs. With Ken Lambert, Jerry Coleman, that's going to do us from Rip Hughes Stadium. Stay tuned for the Philip Jordan postgame scoreboard report. Listen to us next week, 645 pregame, 7 o'clock kick for Dothan High Wolves round one playoffs. Good night, everybody. All right, and that was Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert, what they had to say after Dothan Wolves' 57-12 win over Jag High School on Thursday night. Rest of 7A Region 2 on Friday, Enterprise defeated Percy Julian 55-13, and Auburn defeated Smith Station 49-8. So that created a three-way tie between the teams. Then it came down to what some opponents did, your non-region opponents did. Look, I'll just go ahead and tell you, the way it turned out, Enterprise got the two spot, Auburn is at the three, and Dothan is at the four. All those teams ended the year 8-2 overall, 6-2 in region play. Central defeated Prattville 48-7 to go to 8-0 in region and 9-0. So they were the region champions, but we knew that coming into this week. And just looking at the rest of the region, Opelika finished it up 4-4, 4-6 overall. They fired their head coach on Friday. Uh, that was some big news that come out. Percy Julian ended the year 3-5 region play. 5-5, good year for Percy Julian. I mean, I know you say, oh, well, you didn't make the playoffs. So it was a good year, but really – uh, a step up, uh, looked like maybe it could have been like a hard year for them, but they played well this year going five and five. We'll see what the future for them holds if they can make a playoff run in future years. Pratt felt a down year for them. We're used to seeing this team being a playoff team. They were two and six in region play and three and seven overall. Smith Station was one and seven, one and nine overall. And then, of course, we talked about Jack, 0 and 8, 0 and 10. So now let's look at what the bracket looks like for 7 8. In the playoffs, in the top half, which that involves 7A Region 2, they will be playing the Mobile Region. 
like kind of like last year. And last year, 7-8 Region 2 went 4-0 and in these matchups. And then we got the auburn Dothan rematch there. And we could possibly have a big rematch this time. So on the top half of the bracket, you've got Central Phoenix City hosting Davidson. Baker will be hosting Auburn. And then Mary Montgomery will be hosting Dothan. Of course, you can hear that game on 96.9, the legend. And then you'll have Enterprise hosting Daphne at that top half. So there is a possibility we could get Enterprise and Dothan in the second round if Dothan was able to beat Mary Montgomery on the road on Friday night. Of course, we could get Auburn and Central, which they just played a couple weeks ago. But you also get Baker uh, with their quarterback, Flowers. So interesting matchups that could happen there. On the bottom half, which that's more of your northern teams in the state, James Clemens will host Hoover. Hoover's kind of having a down year for them this year. Hewitt Trustville will host Bob Jones. Thompson will host Florence. And then Austin will be hosting Vestavia Hills. And I think a lot of people are probably looking at it and said, okay, it is probably going to be Central versus Thompson, but we'll see what happens uh, when it is all said and done. All right, we're going to take a quick, probably about 90-second break here. Play a little advertisement for you guys. When we come back, we'll look at 3A Region 2, 1A Region 2, look at all the brackets for the playoffs for Alabama High School Athletic Session. You're listening to the Wiregrass High School Football Report on Wiregrass Daily News Sports. Want a chance to see the Iron Bowl in person? Enter for your chance to win two tickets to the Iron Bowl on Saturday, November 25th. To enter, simply complete the form at 969thelegend.com. The winner will be announced on Friday, November 17th. 96.9 The Legend is your connection to classic country legends. But Digio Strategies has other options too. News Talk 103.9 is your source for America's top news and entertainment shows like Rick and Bubba in the morning, Glenn Beck from 9 till 11 a.m. and Clay Travis and Buck Sexton middays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. Sean Hannity, Lars Larson, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh and others fill your day with the latest news and views from America's top conservative voices. America at night and coast to coast am keep you company and connected throughout the night plus fox news the alabama radio network and wiregrass daily news keep you informed with national international state and local news and with more musical choices like all the hits 1067 kmx today's country 95.5 wtvy and music 1077 digio strategies gives you more choices and more variety listen on air online and on our apps 96.9 the legend is just a beginning all right now welcome back into wiregrass daily news sports this is the wiregrass high school football report and now let's look at some brackets before we jump into what happened in 3a region 2 let's look at what some of the teams in our area are going to be doing in 5a and 4a this coming weekend in 5a charles henderson will be hosting marbury there in the top half of the bracket in 5a Halen will be going on the road to take on Holtville, and Carroll will be going on the road to take on Demopolis. Over in 4A, Region 2, or in 4A, such a such a habit of saying Region 2 when I say one of these region names. I apologize. I probably will do it again. Uh, but in the top part of that bracket, you'll have Andalusia hosting Sipsy Valley, a team that was in that same region 
Booker T. Washington will be playing at American Christian. And then you also have down here the team that won the region, Catholic Montgomery. They'll be hosting West Blockton and that one. And that is it when it comes to those teams here in for a region two. Not a lot of teams in the Wiregrass area that did make it. So now let's jump into 3A region two. What happened this week? Because then you say, why are you going over some and not others? Well, 7A, 3A, and 1A have nine teams. So they were still playing region games this past week. So a lot of stuff was not determined yet in these regions. Yeah, maybe you knew who was the region champion, like Strawn, Central, and Elba, but still some playoff positioning, seeding was still up for grabs and some teams trying to just get into the postseason. So we're doing that first. Like I said, we already went over the non-region matchups. But the 3A region two, and this was a Thursday night game. Strawn defeated Providence 35-14 to to go to 8-0 in region play, 9-1 overall. Providence drops to 5-5. Five five. Op defeated Ashford 50-48 to in three overtimes to go to 4-6, four 4-4 four four in region play. Ashford drops to 4-6 overall. For Op, they clinched the playoff berth because Houston Academy defeated Pike County 10-0. And that for HA puts them at 9-1, 7-1 region play. They come in second place in 3A region 2. Pike County falls to 4-5, 4-4. Four and, four and, four, and now with a tiebreaker, Op gets to go to the postseason. And when New Broughton and Northside Methodist, they were closing out their year. New Broughton won 27-14 over Northside. New Broughton goes to 3-7 on the year, and then Northside Methodist is 2-8. Quarterback Dawson Peacock for New Broughton threw for 297 yards and two touchdowns on 18 for 18 passing. So a perfect night for the quarterback there for New Broughton. Uh, his receivers, Anthony Siler, he had eight catches for 145 yards, and Balin Foster had seven catches for 138 and two touchdowns. So looking at standing, Strawn wins the region. Then you have Houston Academy coming second. Providence is third, and then Op is fourth. And then just looking at the rest, you had the order is Pike County, New Brockton, Ashford, Delville, and Northside. And then looking at the playoffs for 3A, Region 2. Of course, you have Mobile Christian sitting on top. Houston Academy, they will be hosting Alabama Christian, and there's a chance for Houston Academy and Mobile Christian to get together again as it did last year. For Providence Christian, they will be going to Montgomery to play at Trinity. St. James will be hosting Op, which Op's a team. Uh, like I said, it just got into the playoffs with the Pike County loss, and St. James just beat Carroll in a thrilling game that went to overtime. And then Strawn will be hosting Southside Selma in their first-round playoff matchup. And then looking at 1A Region 2, actually, let's call an audible on that. Let's look at the 2A playoff bracket before we jump into what happened in 1A. Uh, GW Long, they will be hosting Goshen, which Goshen is a Region 3 team, which we keep up with what they're doing too as well. Ayrton will be playing Highland Home. The two teams played earlier in the year with Highland Home winning 35-7. to Wicksburg will be going to Realtown for their matchup, and Cottonwood will be playing Laverne hosting that one. It's been a while since Cottonwood has hosted a first-round playoff game. And I'll say this, too. I still remember. Look, I'm going to date myself. And for people who don't know this, I'm a graduate of Cottonwood. Went to Cottonwood, class of a five. But I do remember my senior year, uh, which would, this would have been during the 04 football season, 
They play Laverne. Conway went on a run. They had like a six and four regular season record. Lost a lot of close games, but they went on a run in the playoffs and came very close to making it to pass and almost to the state championship game that year. But I remember Laverne. They beat them on a two point conversion. Two brothers, Allen Williams to Dexter Williams, I believe was the combination in that one. But anyways, that's uh that's what we're going to be seeing there in two A uh, on those playoffs. Now looking at 1A Region 2. On Friday night, all the games happened on Friday, Elba continued their undefeated season, beating McKenzie 56-28. Alvin Henderson had 216 yards and four touchdowns. Houston County beat Kenton 48-25 to go to 5-5 on the year. Houston County has finished fifth in the region, so they will not be going to the playoffs. Georgiana defeated Pleasant Home 61-0 to go to 8-2. Pleasant home is one and nine to close the year. And then Brantley defeated Florala 55 to 46 to go to six and four. Florala is seven and three, but region play, Brantley is six and two. So they jumped to the three spot after that game. And Florala is at five and three, and they will be in the four. And then looking at the bracket for 1A at top, though, you got Leroy playing Calhoun. Georgiana will be hosting Keith. You got Brantley will be going on the road to play Linden. Farala will be going to Sweetwater. And Elba is hosting University Charter School. Don't know much about them. I have to do more research on that team. So that's what is looking at there all for 1A Region 2 and all the teams in the area that are in the playoffs. So before we get out of here, now we do not have a 6A team here in the Wiregrass. But just kind of look at just some of the matchups here, and Montgomery's not too far. But you got Sarah Land. They're on the top part of the bracket. They'll be hosting McAdory. Carter Montgomery will be hosting Briarwood. Hillcrest Tuscaloosa is hosting St. Paul's. Helena is hosting Wetumpka. Benjamin Russell will be hosting Sealand in here. That was an old foe of the old Dothan Tigers when they were in 6A. Hueytown will be hosting Theodore. Pike Road will be hosting Homewood. Spanish Fort will be hosting Bessemer City. Ah, Spanish Fort. Not the Dustin Wolves out that first year uh, when they were in 6A before they made that jump to 7A. Parker will be hosting May Jemison. Oxford is hosting Athens. Athens City is hosting Gardendale. Hartsell is hosting Centerpoint. Muscle Shoals, Shoals, can't talk tonight, is hosting Pinson Valley. Fort Payne is hosting Mortimer Jordan. Clay Chalkfield hosting Coleman, and then Mountain Brook is holding, hosting Buckhorn. So that's kind of your 6A matchups. And we're not going to forget about AA, AISA and the 3A playoff bracket. Like I said, they got going. Otago County defeated Bessemer County 29-20, so now they will play Glenwood School. And then League Scott Academy, like Glenwood, they had the week off because of a bye. Fort Dale Academy defeated Monroe Academy 49-7, so they will play. Lee Scott Academy this week in the semifinals in 2A in AISA. Now, none of these teams had to buy. Chambers Academy defeated Escambia Academy 55-18. Patrician Academy defeated Hooper Academy 52-13. So those two winners will play this week. Banks Academy defeated Macon East Academy 40-0. Edgewood Academy lost to Clark Prep 21-14. That was a road win for Clark Prep. So Banks Academy and Clark Prep will be playing each other there. And then in the 1A playoff bracket in AISA, Lowndes Academy defeated Sparta Academy 47-0. Jackson Academy defeated 
Crenshaw Christian, 46 to 28. So Lowndes and Jackson will play each other in the semifinals. Wilcox Academy defeated Lakeside 23 to 16. And the Southern Academy defeated South Choctaw Academy 36 22. So you'll have Wilcox Academy and Southern Academy playing in the semifinals. So we will know who is playing for the state championship after this upcoming Friday weekend in AISA. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday. We'll be talking college football on the show. And I am scheduled to be joined by Coach Max Howell to break down. Also, after college football, I will open with my thoughts on Alabama, Auburn, Troy's win on Thursday. And then the four state Seminoles, and then we'll jump in with Coach with everything that happened throughout the SEC and his thoughts on Alabama, Auburn as well. Remember, you can follow me on social media at P. Jordan SEC, the podcast is available on all your favorite podcast platforms and wiregrassdailynews.com. You can always email me at sportsoffieldjordan at gmail.com. Everybody has a great Monday. Talk to you all next time. Bye-bye.